All right. Uh, good evening. Today is January 8th, and we are studying the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter step is step six into action. And our speaker tonight is Jessica M. And uh, go ahead, Jessica. Greetings, everybody. I am Jessica. I am a recovering compulsive overeater in Pennsylvania. It's good to be here with all of you tonight. Um, and those of you who know me know that this is a big deal because I'm usually almost in bed right now. So, <laughs> but somebody once told me that when you're asked to do service, you do it. So here I am. Uh, I also started with a little cold today. So I hope that I make it through this um, without coughing like crazy, because that seems to be part of it. Um, just to, to qualify very quickly, um, my abstinent date is uh, September 15th, 1999. And I do have a picture. I don't have any digital photos of myself back then because there was no such thing, really. Um, so I took a picture of a picture and I'm sharing it now. There I was. Um, this was about two years before I entered uh, my first OA meeting. And I was about 27 years old. And I think I looked like I was about 40. Um, that was about 125 pounds ago. And um, the reason I share that is because the first time that I went to an OA meeting, everybody in the room was thin. And that's how I looked. And I couldn't believe that I thought like they had been given a script. How could these people possibly understand, you know, what I was going through until the woman who was sharing her story that night passed pictures around and I saw what she looked like and she looked like she had been me. And so pictures to me are excuse me, really important. And so that's why I shared that with you all. Um, I have been abstinent since, since I came in. I had one break um, at nine days where I took my will back and I decided that felt so crappy that I never, ever wanted to have to experience that again and stubbornness set in. <laughs> and it eventually became perseverance, um, which is a beautiful thing I'm very grateful for. Um, so I am here to tell you that relapse is not a requirement of OA. If you've, if you've relapsed, I'm very grateful to you for coming back and sharing about that because you've also put the fear of, <laughs> fear of that in me. Um, so uh, I'll just leave it at that. You know, you, everybody has their own journey and that is, that is how mine began. It was not easy. Um, I was 29 years old and self-will run riot. And um, so it took a lot. It took a lot for me to get find peace. And I'm going to talk about that a little tonight. So I'm just going to go for it. Um, so step six in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous on page 76, it's one paragraph. Uh, so I immediately went to my OA 12 and 12 and to my AA 12 and 12 um, to decide how I wanted to put this together for tonight. So Basically, the step is we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. And the spiritual principle in the OA 12 and 12 for this step states that, that it's willingness. Now, for me, and this is just how I was taught and brought up, so to speak, in OA, um, I need to make sure that I've been thorough leading up to whatever step that I'm about to 
to take. And so for me, how do I do that? I ask myself the questions on page 75 in the big book at the end of step five, where there are questions to make sure that we've been thorough. Um, It says, have I admitted anything? Is my work solid so far? Are the stones properly in place? Have I skimped on the cement put into the foundation? And have I tried to make mortar without sand? And, you know, the best way I know how to answer those questions is with the principles, the first five principles of the first five steps. For me, that's the best way to answer them. Are those principles a part of my daily life? Because if they're not, then, or at least I'm making progress in those areas. And those principles are honesty. Step one is honesty. Step two is hope. Step three is faith. Step four is courage. And step five is integrity. And if I'm not seeing some sort of progress in those areas in my life, then I'm probably not ready to move forward on this step. That's just how it was taught to me. Um, what I what I think about those those principles is that integrity sort of is the sort of like the father of them all, so to speak. They all work with integrity. And so I looked that up in the dictionary and it says in the dictionary, the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, the state of being whole and undivided. And that word undivided was jumped off the page at me because it made me think about when I first came into OA, how divided I was within myself because I didn't want the consequences of my eating behaviors anymore, but I didn't want to put the food down. I didn't want to have to surrender my food to another person. I didn't want to have to call my food in every day and go to these stupid meetings and talk to people and make phone calls. Like I just, I didn't want to do any of that. And at the same time, I didn't want to be obese anymore. I really wanted to have friends again, because when I came into the program, I had zero friends. Um, Literally, my mom was the only person left who would answer the phone when I called. Um, And so if I'm having any kind of feelings like I won't have to do this forever, right? I just need to lose weight. I'm not like these people in this meeting. I just need to get it under control. Once I get it under control, then I'm going to be good to go. And I can just take this little food plan they've given me and move on my way. If I have any of those thoughts, I know that I'm, I'm divided. I'm divided within myself because what happens to me when I'm working the steps or what has happened to me when I'm working the steps is that those thoughts may still come in, but they very quickly move on because of the recovery and the step work and everything that I've done in regards to, um, my program. So as long as I'm, you know, I may have them still, but I I need to be very aware of them and I need to talk to somebody. If I'm, if I'm having those thoughts, I need to call my sponsor and I need to tell her, or I need to call somebody else in the program and say, Hey, have you ever had these thoughts? You know, because if I'm divided, I, something is blocking me and I need to get to the bottom of that. Um, And it might be that I never took step one properly which is admitting that I'm powerless. I am powerless over food. My life is unmanageable. That must be in place. That is the foundation of my recovery. And then 
they said you have to get a higher power. And I was like, ah, that's a whole like not even 20 minute lecture for me. That's like a whole two hour talk for me to say to you. So I can't even go into that. But what I'll say is when I came in, I had a massive fear of God and a massive hatred towards God. And I was pretty sure that's how God felt about me. So it was a long road for me. And in the beginning for me, my higher power, it was simply the people in the meeting. That was it. Or it was the person on the other end of the phone. It wasn't any one person in particular, but it was whoever answered the phone when I needed help. If they were clean, they were, you know, for that moment, they, they served that for me. So once that foundation is in place, I've admitted my powerlessness. I have a higher power. Okay. That's when I start experiencing the personal progress and to discover if I'm willing, all I have to do is ask myself, the questions from page 76 in the big book, which is basically all it says about step six is just a couple of questions. Okay. And the questions are, am I now ready to let God remove from me all the things which I have admitted are objectionable? Can he take them all, everyone? Okay. That's everything. Right. And so I need to think this through really thoroughly because think about it, how long have I been practicing and relying on these things to make me feel better? How long have I been gossiping to puff myself up? How long have I been judging others so that I feel better about myself? How long have I been resentful of those people who did those horrible harms to me, whether they were really horrible or not? That self-righteous anger, is it still lingering? How long have those things been making me feel better. And especially once I put the food down, because once I put the food down, I needed something, right? I needed something to make me feel better. And boy, did it feel good to judge. It felt really good to point my finger at people and say, look at what I'm doing in my recovery. And nobody in my family is doing this. That felt great. Because look at how important I am and look at how, how puffed up I am. And then on the other end of it, it felt really good to marinate in self-pity when things weren't going my way. Well, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. They did this to me, you know, and so you should feel sorry for me, <laughs> you know, and that's those things served to make me feel better for a very long time. So am I willing to do that? I don't know. I don't know if I'm willing when I walk into step six and when I start talking to my sponsor about step, step six. I mean, those are juicy conversations sometimes when you're gossip, when I'm gossiping with somebody at work or I might have the really good piece of information and then look how cool I am. You know, so it's important for me to make sure that I'm willing to put those things down. And how do I do that? There was a beautiful, wonderful woman who I believe is in the OA meeting in the sky now. She was an old timer when I showed up. And she told me over and over and over again, everything you need to know about working your program in any way, you are going to learn from surrendering your food. So anytime that I'm confused or I'm not sure what steps to take, I think, what did I do with my food? When I first came in, I was a freaking nightmare with my food. I was on the phone constantly talking to people, asking for help, 
Um, not trying to negotiate. My sponsor told me I was not allowed to negotiate my food plan ever. <laughs> so, but I call with questions like, what do I do? What do you do? How do you get through this? I was an event planner for work. I had to go to all these events. I was nonstop on the phone with people because, you know, you go to an event and the food all of a sudden has changed from what they said it was going to be. And you're like, ah, you know, and this was pre cell phones. Like I'm running off looking for a cell or looking for a pay phone somewhere. It was, it was so hard, but I kept doing it. I kept doing it. And what I learned from that is I cannot do this by myself. So anytime gossip rate, and I'm going to use gossip because that was a biggie for me. Anytime the opportunity to gossip would come into mind, I had to act as if I wasn't going to gossip anymore. And how the heck does one do that when one has been doing that her whole life? She picks up the phone, she calls somebody in program and says, help me, there's a really good juicy piece of information I have about my coworker and I want to tell everybody. Or someone walks into my office and they have a juicy piece of information. Could you excuse me for a minute? I need to go to the bathroom. And I take my cell phone and I call somebody. Because if I try to do it by myself, it's not going to happen. I need to call that person. I need to ask for help and I need to pray. And sometimes I fail. Sometimes I succeed. Sometimes, you know, I'm able to say to the person, you know, I really don't want to partake in this or I just sit there, whatever the case may be, but I need to ask for help. Um, so step away, make a phone call. Same as I did with the food. It's exactly the same for me. Um, and the goal, the goal for step six for me is like it says in the AA 12 and 12 on page 63 to, to become a person who is sincerely trying to grow in the image and likeness of his own creator. That's all. I'm trying to grow towards that. I'm not trying to become perfect. I'm just trying to grow towards that. What that looks like for me is progress in my personal growth. Am I the same person I was 10 years ago? God, I hope not. Am I the same person I was when I walked into the rooms? No, <laughs> you know, but I can tell you that I have seen and I have um, heard from people the, the change in myself. And, and sometimes when I don't even see it, the change comes in someone else sharing with me the change they see. And I can tell you that it's, it's, that's when like, and it, my, my sponsor says, as soon as you say you're humble, you're not. <laughs> So it's hard to say this, but um, that's when the hu the humility sets in for me because I when someone else points out to me something that they see that's different in me, I know that's not me because I know what goes on in here. And this is crazy. This is crazy making. This tells me I'm amazing or I'm horrible, but I'm never just like everybody else. And when someone else says to me, wow, I have seen a peacefulness come over you. It's amazing. I know, I know that my higher power isn't just the group. My higher power is talking to me through the group of my higher power is something way beyond that. Because if my higher power can make this girl peaceful, that's a miracle. <laughs> so for me, when someone else says something to me like that, I have to pray and thank God. That's where gratitude comes in. The other progress or, or what it looks like to become, um, to grow in the image and likeness of my creator, patient improvement with, with myself, 
Just so beating my five minutes. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Sure. Um, patient improvement with myself, beating myself up over continuing to act out in different ways is not helpful, right? Like, oh my gosh, I have this many years. How could I possibly have done that again? How could I have said that? You know, none of that is helpful. What I have to do is be aware of it, talk about it, accept that this is a part of who I am and ask my sponsor and others in the program for help to take action. And I have a commitment to my recovery because that's where all the growth happens. You know, if I'm not committed to my recovery, I'm not growing ever. And I'm not going to become anything like my creator. And then the last thing I'll just share about is that the gift of step six, the gift of this acting as if with the defects of character that I have, I'm acting as if I'm putting them down by asking for help. The same thing I did with the food. Like I literally committed my food to my sponsor every day. So how do I do that with the defects? I commit, I'm not going to do this. I'm writing these things down. I'm not going to do this today. And if I feel the need to do it, I'm going to make a phone call. So the gift of that, doing that over time, Okay, is that just like the obsession with food is lifted after significant surrender and willingness is displayed by me because it took me a long time. It took a long time before the obsession with food was lifted. So it was for me, it was a significant surrender and willingness displayed by me. Then it's lifted. So will the need and desire to gossip, judge, pity myself, hold grudges, all of that. That need is going to be lifted from me after my significant surrender of those things. I need to show up. I need to act as if, and I need to follow the guidance of my higher power and the people who've gone before me. That's how I learn. That's how I grow. And that's how I change. And that is for me, of course, I want to jump right into step seven and talk about that for 20 minutes now, but I'm not going to because <laughs> um, this is just about step six. But for me, that's what step six is about. It's getting myself ready for the next step so that when I get to the next step with my sponsor, I can look back and go, yes, I've been really thorough about this. And that is pretty much what I have to say about step six. So thank you for allowing me to share. Oh, thank you so much, Jessica. What a great way to start the week, the discussion on this uh, this step. Um, okay. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone. I will call the raised hands in order, and the Zoom host will ask you to unmute when it's your turn. And would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. If the speaker is asked a question, this is important, Jessica. If the speaker is asked a question, we allow you three minutes to answer. So it's uh, very fluid. Okay. And I see Kristen 
has her hand up. Hi. We're getting you unmuted. There we go. Sorry about that. Oh, goodness. Yes, I'm Kristen, a grateful recovering couples overeater and bulimic. And um, Jessica, I really appreciate. I was a little bit late to the meeting. You didn't get your whole share, but I just really love some of the things that you're saying about step six. And, you know, I've been in program for quite a few years and done the steps. And I remember, you know, I used to just kind of dread because I used to just the word defects of character. I used to always take it is just negative thing, you know, because my whole life I've been so hard on myself and I always felt like, you know, I was bad and broken and wrong. And and so it was almost like doing a 10 step every day was like a way of torturing myself again, you know, and it was really helpful the longer I was in program and be able to see that that these were just useful tools for me to figure out, you know, what were the things that were keeping me, you know, shutting me off from the sunlight of the spirit, you know, helping me see to be my best self and I like kind of how you shared you know to understand the ways that I can be most like my creator and you know because I have kind of a non-traditional idea of higher power because I wasn't raised with any faith and for me just the idea of love you know that God is just love and it's kind of like in these rooms uh, that's why I think that love is the greatest healer and so it's almost like those parts of my coping mechanisms, my character traits that keep me from being loving towards myself and towards other people, you know, and how like this is a disease of isolation. And I know that when I get into that shame guilt spiral, you know, that's the quickest way of me being, you know, spiritually not fit and wanting to use food and, you know, my defects of character because are coming out as far as like hiding and, um, you know, getting into like you talked about gossiping and those things that boost myself up. And and now, I guess, with one of the biggest breakthroughs for me in my recovery, because it took me a long time to get. And I've, you know, had probably 10 plus years of being free of bulimia and compulsive eating. And, you know, and I'm 60 and I spent years doing that. And it was really this idea of self-compassion. And being able to forgive myself that, you know, I've heard people say that we're not bad people getting better, we're sick people getting well. And that idea of the spiritual malady. And part of it is that I have to learn to love myself and have compassion and that idea of that it's spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection. And so those things have been so helpful for me. So now I can look at step six and seven is like asking higher power to help me be my best self. You know, and so when I can be more loving and kind to myself, I can be that to others and, um, you know, be a sponsor and do those things where it's kind of like the higher power gets to speak through me, you know, and I hear back from everyone else. And so anyway, it's just so grateful. I don't get to this meeting as much as I'd like to because of my schedule, Hi. but I really appreciate everybody's shares and um, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen. Uh, Stacy. Hi, I'm Stacey. I'm a compulsive overeater. Let me just put it on gallery so I can see everyone. Okay, now I can see everyone. Uh, Jessica, thank you so much. That was a wonderful qualification on step six. I feel like it's a hard step to talk about. And I thought you did a really great job. Um, I was in program for a really long time. Then I left for about 10 years. And then I came back 
guess it's like two years now. Um, and I've been abstinent for over four months after a few relapses. And I'm so grateful. So, so, so grateful. Um, I had a hard time coming back. A big part of that was because of the idea of my defects of character, um, because it just felt very like you're wrong, you're bad, and you have to fix yourself kind of thing. It was almost like this paternalistic thing that that didn't sit well with me. Um, I took this woman's class and it was about marrying your dark side. And I, I wanted to accept myself and forgive myself and love myself. And that whole concept of being rid of your character defects, I felt like they're part of me that I'll always be in some way a part of me. And it was a very, very big block for me. And it was someone in this meeting that said something brilliant that changed everything for me. She said, don't think of defect of character like a noun, defect like a noun, think defect like a verb. A defect of character is something which makes me defect from myself, leave myself, leave my true essence of who I am. And that was completely revolutionary for me. And, and that really worked for me. And that allowed me to really enter into this program and do this work because it's not parts of myself I'm trying to just cut off and get rid of because they're so horrible. It's that it's ways that I react. It's like things I learned or whatever. And it's ways that I react that don't serve me or the world. And they're not my authentic self, you know, and my goal is to live more my authentic self led by the divine, because I am the divine in me, like it's all part of the same. And, and so that was tremendously helpful. And also I have to say, like, I used to, for a very long time, I thought when I, I'm not, I haven't had a spiritual experience, because when I do, I'm going to kind of live like Buddha, you know, and I will know how to make decisions and I will be led all the time. And I will just be like at one with the world in peace. I thought that was a spiritual experience. And I've come to learn, and more and more recently, a spiritual experience is thinking, behaving, and feeling differently. That's it. It's thinking, behaving, and feeling differently so that I'm more aligned with myself, my authentic self. Like that's the spiritual experience for me. And um, as you know, and, and, for me, the biggest one is jealousy. That's my biggest thing. Like, I love you and I'm so good for you when you're down, you know, but when you, I think you're doing better than me, that's when I really struggle. And I, you know, Hi. thank you. Anyway, I'm just so grateful to be getting this program more and more each day. And for all of you here, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, there aren't any hands, but I know a lot of people. So uh, Nancy Z, I'm coming for you. Amy, L, Janice, Betty, Angela. Uh, I'd love to hear from everybody. Hey, Nancy. We got gotcha. you. We, uh, we took you off mute. Can you hear me now? Yes. There we go. There we go. Hey, everyone. Nancy recovered. Compulsive eater bulimic. Um, so grateful to be here. Oh, it's like being at old home week. I used to come to this meeting all the time and now I'm old and I can't stay up this late. <laughs> but It's so good to see familiar faces. Um, Jessica, thank you so much. I'm glad that you shot out that message and said that you were giving your lead tonight um, or talking tonight on the on the meeting. I really keyed into, you know, I'm I'm actually 
right now I'm reading um, Drop the Rock with one of my sponsees and reading, um, uh, which I've never gotten through that book. So it's really good to read it with someone because it keeps me committed to it. And, um, and then I'm reading um, The Ripple Effect um, with another sponsee, which is sort of a follow-up to that or a separate book, but it, it ties in step six, seven, and 10, which I had never thought about, but it makes sense, right? That in 10 is where we continue, continue, continue to look for those character defects. And so it's just been really, really helpful to keep that in the forefront of my, of my day and, um, of my mind. And I'm, you know, what I heard loud and clear tonight was the, um, acting as if, and I can't do it alone. So um, one of the things I'm working on right now is not speaking badly about people, I guess gossiping, but being critical um, and talking bad about them. And oh my gosh, uh, I put it on my nightly review. And um, some days I'm actually able to say no, I did not. <laughs> but most days it's like, uh, yeah, I did. Um, and, you know, but what I found uh, tonight, I was at a meeting and my, with my husband and I went and then we left and immediately, you know, I started in on someone because they did something I didn't like. And I just pulled up short, you know, and said, oh, wait a minute, I'm not doing that today. And so it really feels good to see it starting to work, that I'm more aware of it, that I'm more willing to to stop, that I'm more willing to bite my tongue and not say anything more. Because, man, there's, you know, talk about a high. Um, I really, I really appreciate that you shared those two, judging and, and gossip, because those are some of my bigger, bigger ones. And I can fall into them so easily. And, yeah, they are a way for me to feel just a little bit superior and, um and shore up my, you know, my low self-esteem by um, talking about others. So um, I just find that um, I've been hearing a lot about I can't force it. I just have to be willing and I can't, I can't remove my character defects. So I ask for a lot of help. Um, I pray a lot about them. And, um, and I just trust that in God's time, you know, I've already, um, this is a terrible example, but I think some of you will get it. I've already noticed, I, I noticed a lot of changes in my life, but um, I don't get mad at my cat anymore when he throws up. <laughs> That's Jessica, you'll get that one. And, you know, I used to have a hissy fit over that. And today I just very calmly and peacefully scratch his head and clean it up. And I'm grateful for that change right there. So thanks for sharing and I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy. It's great to see you. Hi, Janice. Hi, Leslie. How are you? Thank you so much for doing service tonight. And Jessica, thank you so much for your qualification. Um, I am just going to say that I just celebrated my two-year anniversary in another 12-step program. Um, so, uh, you know, I know sometimes it can be whack-a-mole, but the holidays put me right back in the food and I was like, oh my God. So starting this weekend, I'm joining, I joined, I uh, signed up for a very, very intensive program. I know there's a bunch of different programs out there, but I just decided I've had enough. Um, food is a tough one, right? You can't get away from food. <laughs> and Jessica, I really appreciated you saying in the beginning, you were calling everybody. And 
it is overwhelming sometimes because um, I'm not saying the other programs aren't difficult. They are, but this is like, you have to eat and you have to prepare and you're around it. And it's like, Oh my God. And you're going there or you're doing this or so. I don't know. I'm just going to have some compassion for myself. Um, and uh, I thought your qualification helped me tremendously give myself compassion because it just isn't easy and uh um uh, i'm looking forward to having a new experience with regard to food i i think that as much as i am in another program it it really did all start with food for me um as as a very young girl so um i think this is where the work really needs to be done and uh i need to be brave and do it <laughs> so <laughs> that's where I'm at. I'm happy to be here with all of you. Um, this is a great meeting. It's not the first time I've been here. So I'm, I'm happy to kind of have found it and swing back. So thanks. I appreciate it. Have a good night. Thank you, Janice. Tia. Hi, Tia. Hey, everyone. Um, Jessica, thank you so much. I'm Tia, compulsive overeater from Vermont. Um, so, you know, Step, I've been reading um, Drop the Rock as well with a sponsee, and I um, just celebrated my first year. Um, so January 2nd was my uh, one year mark. Um, and, you know, I'm amazed at how many um, rounds of discovery <laughs> there are. Um, and I think sort of what I'm finding with this is that I may think that I'm ready but I don't really know how not ready I am until I suddenly become more ready. <laughs> and so, um, you know, when I did the steps, I sort of went through and I just know that my HP will bring my defects of character back every day as a reminder of the things that I need to work on. And um, the thing that's coming to me today is to be entirely ready means I have to be ready to stop resisting. Like to stop resisting, I don't want to do the dishes. I don't want to work out. Like anytime I'm like, I don't want to, right? Like that to me is um, being ready means screw, I don't want to like just do the thing, like just do the thing. And so one thing I've been really working on um, with the help of HP is procrastination. Um, so I am a therapist. So I do notes at the end of every I should be doing notes at, right at the end of every session and I don't. Um, and it's been something that's been really challenging. And I've started realizing as I've been doing this work that part of being working with integrity is doing what you're supposed to do. Um, and so that means doing the note. And uh, what I find is I've sort of realized I need to do my session and do my note and then do my session and do my note. And uh, I literally will finish a session and I will get up um, to go, like to just leave, to go get a glass of water. And I'm finding as soon as I get up, I say to myself, being ready means you do the note and I sit down. So um, I have been able to do that uh, consistently for about a month, but I still physically get up. I resist. Um, and so it's just whenever I think of this step six, it's the readiness is for me letting go of this resistance. It's such a strong, strong thing for me. Um, so, and I just appreciate your share so much in terms of the gossiping I wrote down kind of 
How long have I been judging to puff myself up? Oh, just loved that when you said that. Um, it really rang true for me. So um, thank you for your share today. And thanks everyone for listening. Thanks, Tia. Um, and Dee, I sent Dee with a capital Z. I sent you a, a direct message if you could look at the thing. Um, and L, would you share? Thank you.